to the Skeptic Wire. It is the day that it hasn't been found. It's a, we have a 404 uh, 012 error. <laughs> April 4th, 2012, episode 52 Yay! of the Skeptic Wire. That means that this week we have done this. Uh, this is we the have end uploaded. Of our, yeah, the end one of our year's first worth. year. Yeah, even though we we started actually about a month before, because we're stupid that way. No, 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 no. Sorry. Because we're quite intelligent that way. You know, we wanted to make sure that we, we had all of the bugs worked out before we started <laughs> uploading stuff to the internet and letting you I have one you word for you, Gary. Longitudinal. <laughs> Longitudinal and the every once in a while an email saying, why is there five minutes of silence in the middle of the damn podcast? <laughs> That's not a bug, I assure you. It's, um, it's it was- a protest. <laughs> I was... Meaning to do that? Yes, it's a, it's a, it, I'm protesting technology. If I figured you were just checking to see if the listeners actually, you know, listened. Yeah. Yes. And they and, do. And, and they do. I'm, I'm, yeah, they I'm catch impressed. it before the rest of us do. Yeah. All 12 of them pay attention. Although I, I really want to um, start doing this on vinyl. So... <laughs> this is going to get really freaking expensive. No, no, it'll be easy. We'll just recycle bags and we'll make our own little vinyl records and we'll send them out on 45. <laughs> well, then we better get cracking on the podcast because there's okay, only, what, this five week, minutes this on each week, side? We have fire. Five ways men are evil pigs. Quick, where are the five ways? We suck. Women suck. Okay, and Supreme Court. They suck. All right, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Then you have to turn it over to get the lightning round. <laughs> I, I don't know where this name is. Yeah, Gary, you should really take a nap every time before the podcast. <laughs> okay. Uh, birthday. Do we have a birthday? Well, there's there's one... Birthday that I know about today, which is Shelley Siegel, who was one of the performers at the Reason Rally, uh, singer-songwriter. Um, from Australia. From Australia. It is her birthday. And so, happy birthday. Uh, but going back into history... Charles Funk. Not from the Philadelphia Funk Authority, though. No. And apparently, the um, the Charles, that is not the the name of the person from Funk and Wagnalls. That was a mistake on the website I was going to. Which would be Wikipedia? No, it was it was a, a famous birthdays list, uh, and that famous birthdays list was incorrect in that the person who was Funk and Wagnalls was born on the 16th and was not named Charles. So I don't know where they got that from. Hmm, apocryphal, one might say. Yes, but, but someone who was born on April 4th in 1802... Was Dorothea Dix. Ah. Do you know who that was? I Get don't that, know. Be good. Be good. Just because her last name is Dix doesn't mean we, this has to turn into a whole Adam and Eve thing. I don't know. Did she have a little dog, Toto? 
No, but good guess. No, I don't know. Good guess. <laughs> well, her first name isn't Ima, so that's so eighteen oh two. She was born. Follow the toad. Follow the yellow back toad. I don't know. <laughs> licky licky licky. Lick. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> it's magical. <laughs> We've been out of the studio for a couple weeks, and and just. <laughs> We've gotten silly. Go ahead. So Dorothy <laughs> Dick, she was a social activist. Yes. An activist for social... What? She was especially so active in trying to get better care for the indigent and insane. So way back <laughs> when... In... Oh, my best friend. <laughs> so for you, Gary. Um, <sighs> basically, way back when, it was just if you had a wealthy relative who could take care of your insane ass... <laughs> you were just taken care of. My ass was not insane. It was a perfectly cromulent donkey. I was about to say, in that case, we're all fucked. <laughs> but if you didn't have any money, you were thrown in jail or beaten or whatever. And um, she had gotten sick um, and had traveled to England to recuperate and uh, met this family, the Rathborns, Rathbones. Who were, um... <laughs> yes, Carrie? Were they... Dicks, Rathbones, whatever. I was about to say, <laughs> are they chasing Sherlock Holmes? <laughs> they were big in the reform movement in Britain in uh, reforming the, the care of the insane, and they influenced her a lot. So she came back to the States and did a lot of research where she traveled state to state and looked into the care for the, the insane and essentially lobbied state by state for actual state mental hospitals where people were not just beaten, but were actually taken care of and maybe tried to medicate or tried yeah. to therapy them. Um, a good person then. Mostly it was state yeah. by state. She did eventually. Um, you got to remember this was also the 1800s because usually uh, the care resulted in, you know, a frontal lobotomy. Essentially. Yeah. <laughs> um, she yeah, did eventually sure. lobby the U S Congress the bill for the benefit of the indigent insane, which was basically going to set aside some federal land for insane asylums, and the sale of which would go towards building sane asylums. But um, apparently, President Franklin Pierce decided that uh, the federal government should not commit itself to social welfare. <laughs> so well, um, we're right back there. Yeah, she continued her state by state work and also was um what was it? Superintendent of Army Nurses for the Union Army during the Civil War. So she wow. uh she was a little bit um conservative when it came to that cuz she wanted to make sure that all the nurses who volunteered they could only be between ages 35 and 50. They all had to be plain looking. They could only wear drab uh, black or brown dresses that weren't embroidered. They couldn't well, wear jewelry or anything like that. That's slightly something sexist. 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 Yes. <laughs> I lost it's the word reverse there. sexism. Uh, yeah. It's it, yeah. Granted, but, it was late 1800s. But she did fight with the doctors of the day to try to make sure that her nurses got into these hospitals where some of the male well, a lot of the male doctors said you know women can't handle this they don't want to be here so she was kind of progressive and trying to get women into the hospitals but also really conservative about how she treated her own women yeah so um but it was well, kind you of know, small steps yeah 
And plus, the bikini wasn't was, around back then. <laughs> it was the 1900s. So, um, 1800s. She, she, yes, the 19th century, the 1800s. That always confuses the hell out of me. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, she continued the rest of her life to um, fight for the care of the insane and the indigent. And um, is this week's skeptic-ish birthday. Yeah. Now, now what, what I love about the list that you, you sent out to us, which is how we actually sort of knew that she was a social activist rather than just guessing like we do in the past. Is, <laughs> like we usually do, is, you mean? Uh, apparent, according to the list, Robert Downey Jr. Uh, was was born... Today, yes. Yeah, t- today. Uh, and he's a comedian uh, known for uh, Saturday Night Live, Less Than Zero, and Back to School. <laughs> nothing, nothing about... Uh, recent films that, where he's made the comeback, you know, like Iron Man. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least they have the death date for Heath Ledger, who was born today. That's true. That's true. So they, they, this website does seem to update it, but it's essentially just a list of people who were born on this yeah, day. And, so. and, and as we found out, may or may not be correct. Yes. But Great. we also should wish a very happy birthday to the Bartlesville, Oklahoma Atheist who frequently posts on our board. It was his birthday on Monday. Oh, yeah. right. That's right. And he just got a dog named Hitch, I think. Yes. Yeah. So, happy birthday. We will not sing because Gary hates it when we sing happy birthday on the show. Happy birthday! <laughs> okay. I just worry, I just worry that, about getting we, sued. We just had a guest vocal by David Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> Don't knock the Bowie. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Um, FBB, uh, the Foundation Beyond Belief. Foundation uh, Beyond Belief okay. is uh, a charitable organization that kind of awards money to different um, secular organizations. So it's kind of a, an umbrella giving. Yeah, you have to give us a single penny. Um, no, but um, I've. But we are. Crew. I finally got my button gear and started giving to the Foundation Beyond Belief. Oh. And they have some really good causes. They just changed over to their next quarter causes, including things like the It Gets Better Project. But they also have the, you know, Bridging the Gap Award where they find one charity that is a, a religious-based charity that has the same goals, essentially secular goals, that they can bridge the gap with and give some money to. Hmm. So... I finally gave, so I'm going to encourage our listeners to give to the Foundation Beyond Belief. That's it. Great. Uh, guilt, 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 guilt. If I had money, I would donate stuff. Uh, Donna, did you have anything at all to say about the Reason Rally, since you were not here last week? And uh, I know you posted uh, something. Yeah, I posted something. I just want to say, you know, I had a good time. I got to see some old friends, heard some great speeches. Um Loved Jamila Bay's speech. Absolutely loved she her speech. She is awesome. She is. You know. Um, but really, I mean, it was just so nice to be out there and see so many people getting involved in the movement. Um, and especially people. the amount of young people. You know, it, that was really impressive. Um, it still took me about three days to dry out from the rain. <laughs> <laughs> You know, but I I had a great time at the Reason Rally, and then um, I turned around and had some fun with my sister and some friends in D.C., and just, it was actually a really nice sort of little mini vacation for me. Sweet. Well, okay, that's a mini vacation, but you were up there for about a week, right? 
That's a that's a vacation. I was there for six days. That's okay. about a week. <laughs> yeah. About a week. Yeah. So, and what 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 then would you consider an actual vacation? Like a month? Two weeks. Oh, two weeks. So one week is a mini vacation, and two weeks is a full blown one. Yeah. And anything after that is actually having a life. <laughs> so one week is Vern Troyer, two weeks is Vern Michael Myers, Troyer. and 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 three weeks is Andre the Giant. Yes. Okay. Only less dead. Yes. Way to bring us down there, Gary. <laughs> well, I mean, you wouldn't want to have a stinky dead vacation. Well, yeah, like I said, though, I mean... I, but you wouldn't. I, I know I wouldn't. I got to hang out with some dead people, some very, very dead people, actually, during my vacation, because I spent a lot of time at the Museum of Natural History. So. Of course you did. Yeah, imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking anthropologist, come on, really? Well, speaking of anthropology... Gee? Ooh, nice segue! Wait. Oh, damn it! <laughs> Did you like Kinda to try that again? defeats the point. I can't help it. I just enjoy a good segue. Okay, try it again. There's been, you know, some new news, obviously, in the anthropology world, because that seems to be about where my subject... Area of expertise yeah, comes you're in. You're searching that stuff out. It's I like know. you're interested in it or something. Yeah, for some reason, I don't know why I'm well, interested. Well, she's in it. all learned and smart in that stuff. And there was a lot of archaeological articles buzzing around on Facebook this yeah, week. Yeah, they keep on popping up, usually on Tuesdays. <laughs> we should move this to Thursdays because everything pops up. Yeah, I'll shut up. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the big debates in biological anthropology is when did. Our ancestors discover fire last week. Now uh, we're we're talking when when did they start controlling fire then? And, yes, and, ha- and put it in pits, not just oh, no, oh there's a fire. fire. <laughs> exactly. Mm, when when on dead, on <laughs> <Ugg> crispy. <laughs> exactly. Um, when they were using fire for a purpose. Okay. <laughs> right. So sort of like the wheel. Right. You're trying to figure out when all this... Okay. Now, standing tradition has been that it was discovered about 700,000 years ago. That date is now being pushed back. Uh, Now, 700,000 years ago, uh, we were still... Yeah, 700,000. That's a long time. I mean, we were... uh, Humans were not even... Humans. humans. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're still talking apes and knuckle draggers and stuff like that, are we not? We're talking Australopithecus. Uh, well, no, well, no. It could have been Homo erectus. Seven, yeah, erectus. you're getting around, I don't know my anthropology. around the one million year mark is when you start seeing it, it switch from Australopithecine and Paranthropine into the Homo varieties. Okay. Thank you and for not which giggling. Which eventually leads to it gets better. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's a cheap joke. All right, continue. Uh, Scientist Francesco Berna out of Boston University has been studying the sediment in the Wunderwerk um, cave in South Africa, and he's found evidence of an actual dug pit and basically the remains of fire that are dating back to 1.7 million years. So he's now pushing that date by a million years. So he is pushing it into Australopithecus era so uh, the, the fire 
that they're 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 carbon dating it probably right, right to 1.7 million, million years, years ago. ago. And and it's in a cave, right. so it's, it's not like some wildfire that they happen to lose some bones in. Right. Right. It was purposely dug away from the entrance. Away from exactly, and because fire is really important, because there's people, there's a theory that says fire is actually what has contributed to um, our larger brains. Right, because there, there's a whole bunch of things that you can do with fire. You can cook meat, right. which makes it easier to digest and gets the... Right, and it actually reduces the... F- fire is what they're suggesting is... Because raw meat is, is hard to digest. Right. Um, and in order for uh, folivorous animals, which is what kind of uh, Australopithecus... For those who don't know, and we had this argument last time, folivorous is leaf-eating. You have to have um, stronger teeth, stronger masseter muscles, and masseter muscles are the ones that connect from your jaw to the top of your head. Gotcha. Um, They have to be stronger to basically grind it up so it is easier to digest. With fire, we're getting a lot more protein, a lot more calories, which could contribute to larger brain growth. So you need need the larger... The larger muscles to to chew to process folivorous materials. Okay, so things that are hard to chew, right? Leaves, leafy stuff, leafy stuff. Okay, uh, but we're not saying that they started cooking leaves. No, what we're saying is is that it made it easier to process meat, meat. and gain okay. the calories from that. Okay, and it actually made it healthier. So, so let me ask you: this. teeth show the whole evolution of a thing. If we're eating raw meat, we probably have slightly larger... Well, we have the, the larger heads and the larger muscles. <clears throat> but do we also have, like, larger incisors? Yes. Okay. And you start to see also around that time, that's one of the, the trademarks of going from the australopithecines into the the hominins is teeth getting smaller. Teeth okay. and the jaw itself. Because if you look at, like, australopithecus afarensis... They have a, a pronounced prognostation. The bottom half of their skulls come protrudes. out protrudes. Thank you. That was the word I was looking for. They have because our, our audience can't see me making all of these fancy. They cannot because we are not a vodcast. Thank uh, goodness. <laughs> that reduces. Um, it actually goes almost to a flat front, whereas okay. Australopithecus had a very pronounced prognostation. Right. And that's basically because they needed the larger mouth. They needed the the larger mouth for the larger teeth and the larger muscles because the connections had to be uber strong. No, uber. Uber. So, so, so up until now, it's been kind of a mystery why our jaws started changing. Right. Because we saw fire definitely between seven hundred to four hundred thousand years ago. Right, and it it kind of tied into to this development through the hominin line, through habilis and ergaster and erectus and all of that, as it as they moved in small as we moved in evolution through these various stages, the jaw became much smaller, much less pronounced, and the brain case became larger. Right. An Australopithecus brain case only holds about two hundred and thirty five cc's of actual material, where ours can hold up to fifteen hundred. But the the use of fire also shows maybe more intelligence in these earlier um, Australopithecine right. type species that 
they they were smart enough to use not just stone tools, which there might be some way right. back when, but also to use and control fire. Right, because you start seeing stone tools early on in the Australopithecines. You start seeing, you know, basic, you know, rocks that are cut that you can use to cut, but they were never really used. Australopithecines were much more of a foliverous and scavenging group. And like hipsters. Used- yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Um, but you start to, like I said, you start to see this larger brain case, the smaller teeth. There is definitely a dietary change. Right. In addition, the offshoot of Australopithecus is the Paranthropines, and they had, they are truly were only folivorous eaters. They were much bigger. In fact, for a longest time, they were Australopithecus robustus right. because they were they were much larger. They were much taller. Because they had big boobs. Mus- Robustus. Not quite. Oh. I'm sure that they did, but not quite. You know, I they promised obviously, that, they obviously like canoes as well. I promised I wasn't going to make so many sex jokes. I, you know, I, I apologize. That's fine. So, Donna, does this also... <laughs> but they also, the Robustus, because of their height and everything else. And yes, I'm going back on track to science. Here. I do actually have a science question for you. This may sound snarky, but is it possible that all the people who are going into more of the raw food and the vegan diet may, if if they kind of pass this on to their children and more and more, that those kids may develop bigger and bigger jaws. It, it would take millions thousands of and years, millions of but years, yeah. but yeah, I mean. Well, first of all, they're not necessarily. It's the paleo diet that that's doing that because it's, yeah, the, it's the, more the, the, the raw vegans diet. and stuff are are cooking are still cooking okay. The yeah, food. they're still cooking the carrots, yeah, but but the people who are on that on the paleo diet they don't they don't cook anything. Yeah, because it was good enough for our ancestors. <laughs> right, and that is one of the big arguments with the paleo diet. It was like, oh well, da 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 da. No, we've seen the use of fire. For hundreds so of thousands of years. <laughs> you know. Well, uh... <laughs> and pretty soon we'll have the Morlocks. And the... <laughs> and the other thing is, is that by meat, you got more calories in a compact meal than you do with a leaf or fruit-based diet. Mm-hmm. Um, so it meant that we had to spend less time looking for food in right. the first place because we got more out of the food we had. Right. And it, the big question now is not only just, you know, when did fire develop as a tool, but in addition, where did man go from scavenger to hunter? Because, I mean, there is full evidence of bones that have been found in the Awash Valley in Africa that have been, that were obviously chewed on by animals prior to being chewed on by, by human teeth. Hmm. Which would right, show scavenging. Right. Um, and so, they, I mean, this is another one of those large debates. There's also evidence of basically um, certain members of, like, um, Homo ergaster were actually getting too much meat. And so they were basically getting B12 poisoning. Huh. And but the, So these earlier ancestors of ours were just having too much McDonald's? Yeah. Okay. Um, We've always been gluttons, if, if given the opportunity. <laughs> but on, in that respect, the this one very um, in the, in the book they talk about how the B twelve poisoning in this individual was so bad that there is no way that this person could have survived 
to that point without the others taking care of it. So you're starting to see more of a group. So they cared about so, each other, but they were stupid in that they had so much meat. Yeah. I see. Well, mm-hmm. uh, I can. I, I want to switch tacks just a little bit on another kind of controversy because we've heard another anthropological kind of story been going around about that originally there was some question if the Lucy fossil, the Australopithecus afarensis, yes, yes, I got it right, um, was the only hominid that lived at that time in that area, and it seems like they found a foot or a portion of a foot of another uh, slightly different hominid. Yeah, I believe they're talking about um, Artipithecus ramidus, which has Artipithecus ramidus right now is under a lot of controversy as to when exactly it roamed. They roamed across Africa. How much they overlapped with right. other species. Because the dates for Artipithecus ramidus, I've seen everything from 6 million to 2 million, and there's there's just no way that they survived that long. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, it's, it gets very difficult. <laughs> but they, um, they found a foot that's about 3.5 million years ago, and that's about the same time as Lucy. Right. And it, well, it also shocks me... A little bit that they're, oh, look, Lucy had companions. It's like, well, the whole point of evolution is it's not a single... Which well, it's is not what the, a linear event. Yeah. It's yeah. not, it, you go from Artipithecus to this... It's a population changing. It's not just one individual. It's an entire population, which is what all the creationists always get wrong. And what we all, we, you know, the skeptic in the, in the scientific communities are constantly railing about is like, oh, well... How did Lucy mate? Well, Lucy wasn't alone. We just, that's the right. bones we found. It's right. kind of the, if if we came from monkeys, why are there still monkeys argument? Right. Well, they're two different groups. And it just happens to be an accident of history that we're the only hominid right now. Right. And for those who ever, ever get asked the, why are there still apes? How did we come from apes? We didn't. We share a common ancestor, people. Remember those words. The, common ancestor. The, the best metaphor I always use is you and your cousin Bob both came from your grandfather, both are descended from your grandfather. That doesn't mean that you and your cousin cannot live at the same time. Absolutely. So, That's why you have to kill your cousin. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, but what's interesting about the Artipithecus... Otherwise, evolution is not true. <laughs> the, the interesting thing about the Artipithecus fossils that have been found is it's the first time that they found foot. Right. They found uh, metatarsals. So maybe they'll find like a finger bone here or maybe a tooth, but... Right. That's usually what they find is they find just, you know, a couple of pieces. Um, Lucy was an amazing find because they basically found one leg, one arm, and enough pieces in between to kind of go, look, we can extrapolate to the other I mean, can extrapolate to the other side. That was the great find of Lucy, was the fact that they found... So, so much of something so old. Right. And um, not, not, not like a dinosaur where you can kind of get the full thing, but these are people who roamed the plains, died, and then... Yeah. They weren't hanging out in swamps where it's really easy to fossilize something. (laughs) Because, like, the Dinesh baby, which is also known as as Lucy's baby, is an Australopithecus fossil that they found. Basically, there was a catastrophic event, whether it was volcano or something, but basically got buried. And they have the complete, almost a complete skeleton. 
A Flintstone rapture. Pretty much. <laughs> and the big thing about that is, and we're actually, I think we're actually still waiting on Tim White to release the papers on, on, on Lucy's baby. Because they're looking seriously at the feet, because that's going to be a very big indicator of bipedality. And that is probably the biggest controversy in paleoanthropology right now is when did we go from knuckle walking to bipedality to being able to time bipedality. Right. Because I mean, you do see bipedality in certain members of the primate family. You see it in gorillas, you see it in orangutans, you see it in gibbons, but you only see it for very short amounts of time. Mm -hmm. Unlike humans where we're, and bipedality is not exactly the best way to live because it exposes your entire front half. It exposes all of your major organs. So it's not exactly that's where the big controversy is. Why did we get, why did we suddenly go to standing up? We wanted to show off our abs. We were doing lots of crunches. (laughs) Well, there's that theory. The other theory is, is that, um, humans, because we were investing so much evolution into our brain cases, needed it to be cooler. Part of the reason why we raised up to get it away from the ground. It's, the well, hothead there is. Hmm. Interesting. And then we made hats. But, <laughs> but no. at least this foot, this partial foot that they found, is at least another foot that they can examine to say right. and there, how so, how mu- how many of the bipedal characteristics did it have. Right. And it is actually leaning towards um, it's a more monkey ape like foot than human. Hmm. So it's probably what I'm I'm willing to guess because I haven't read the papers is that the toes curl more so that they're more or uh, prehensile. Yeah, I think they said that it had an opposable great toe. Yeah. So which that- you actually see in like Proconsul and hmm. some of the Miocene apes. So so that was 700,000 couple of million years ago and all through that time it appears according to crack.com man has learned to hate women is that what you want to talk about greg <laughs> um well i think it's more recent but yes that that is one of we the... have gradually learned to hate women well i i think it's more that well uh, women are sometimes also taught by society to hate women but there's this article by David Wong that came out um, March 27th on Crack.com, and the title of the article is Five Ways Modern Men Are Trained to Hate Women. Mr. Wong... Um, He's only one letter away. <laughs> from being wrong? Mm. Oh, okay. That's, that's kind of cute. Congratulations, Gary. You made it funny. Ha, ha. Um, he... Prefaces this article in talking about the whole um, Rush Limbaugh, uh, Sandra Fluke fiasco, where you know he right, was because Rush Rush Limbaugh is indicative of all men. Well, just how this brought a lot of trolls to the surface, apparently really quickly. I mean, you had a lot mm. of people saying that she was a filthy whore and. You know, she was on my TV, so now my TV has AIDS because she's such a slut. A lot of those kind of troll comments seem to come out of the woodwork. And so he goes through, 
Mr. Wong goes through these five ways that he thinks modern men are trained to hate women. And in the beginning, when he starts on some of it, I kind of can say, okay, I can see where you're going here. And then I personally think he just goes completely off the rails and is actually being hateful towards women. Just really kind of being kind of whiny and bitchy about, you know, poor me, I'm a poor guy, and privilege and that kind of stuff. So the the fifth, he goes in backwards order, which is kind of annoying, but... Well, they always count up. Yeah. So number five is we were told that society owed us a hot girl. And the reasons he, he gives is talking about in every popular culture story from Star Wars to Shrek to, you know, Ghostbusters or whatever, the the hero guy always gets the girl. Whether it's, um, you know, Han Solo gets Princess Leia or Shrek gets Fiona or Sigourney Weaver gets Bill Murray or the other way around, depending on which one's the guy, um, that... All our popular culture says that the hero of the story, when he accomplishes what he set out to, he's going to get the woman. And that kind of trains us guys to think that we are the hero of our own story. I I can think of one movie where they actually took that and spun it. The movie Not Another Teen Movie. She's standing there in the airport. The guy comes, you know, he's going to stop her from getting on the plane to go to Paris and go to art school. And of all people, Molly Ringwald is the one who sits there. He goes through his speech and she looks at the girl and says, are you really going to buy that load of shit? (laughs) (laughs) I may not love that movie. I love that that, scene. That's why it's a parody. It's playing on every single story that tells us that. And I can kind of, like I said, I can kind of get behind that a general idea of guys are expect are told that you will get the girl of your dreams. All you have to do is accomplish your task. You and, know, and there's something to be said about that, that just like women are shown all the vogues and the playboys or whatever and are expected to have a certain look, especially, you know, 50 years ago or more... It was more the Marilyn Monroe look, and now it's more the twiggy, heroin chic look of this is what's popular and this is what women are expected to look at, that women are given a certain impression from the media of what they're supposed to be, and guys are given the impression that they have to be the big stud hero of the story, and they will get the guy. There's something to that. You know, I I can make the argument that it is also in reverse, because women are always taught if you do the right thing and you're you're this way and you're that way that the big guy is always going to come and rescue you the prince charming right will will wake you, you know, up with a kiss and and the reality is is that they're not and women <laughs> I, I personally i'm a firm believer in that women need to stand up on their own two feet and you know not just look at a man for his wallet size or his looks that it is all a total package. And, you know, to quote clerks, too, it is something that every mother tries to teach their daughters is that, you know what? Guys that look unconventional will try harder because they are they cannot compete against the big man on campus. Sorry. Yeah. I like the fact that 
they try harder. <laughs> so, so of course, this this article is specifically from the man's point of view. Oh, very much and, so. And gloss over the fact that he's basically saying popular culture is is skewing perceptions from from all sides. Uh, I can kind of see that, but at the same time, yeah, it's it's there's the element of truth, and I, then he gets a little whiny. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, uh, so that's number five. Yeah. Then. Number four. Quote, we're trained from birth to see you, women, as decorations. Yeah. And the there are two points that he goes into on this. And the first one is essentially, guys are always thinking about sex. So women are always seen from the male point of view in the sexual context. And that women are able to not think about sex... And see guys in non-sex co- contexts. Okay, as the only woman here, I'm officially calling bullshit. <laughs> not only, and not for the reason, you know what? There have been times you go to the gym and you see a guy with a, how should we say, an endowed package. And I, I will be honest, the thought goes through my mind of, Wow. <laughs> well, the the scenario he gives is you're at a funeral for your grandmother and you're giving a eulogy and you see a, a guy sees a woman with big boobs and a low cut shirt in the front row. And from his point of view, men get angry because how dare it's kind of the Islamic. You're showing too much skin. You're tempting me too much. Yes. Point and of view. Who, who's to blame for the rape? The rapist. Yes. And he, he does <laughs> kind of qualify that, no, I'm not talking about, you know, I don't think that uh, women are responsible for rape, but guys get angry because they can't get the sex because we're always thinking of it. That's, and, and that's it, also a huge misnomer. Yeah. Apparently, he's always thinking about sex. I mean, there's there's that there's that urban myth that guys think about sex, what, every 15 seconds or every 30 seconds or some bullshit like that. And that's not true. Right. Yeah, it's every four seconds. <laughs> the but other side of that me? is also <laughs> is, is that women who are usually seen as strong, capable, successful, if they are in that leadership position are often seen as being ugly. Some of the uh, recent arguments against uh, uh, um, Justice Kagan have been, she's an ugly dyke. Right. Well, and, and... And that has nothing to do with her jurisprudence. No, but but the, but the other thing along those lines is that when a woman does speak up, uh, it's sort of a difference... Let me back up a little bit. You, you can see the difference in... How people are treated by, say, uh, uh, Hillary Clinton. When she says something and she comes out uh, either against or for uh, a position, she's often looked at as strident, right, when, when she speaks. Whereas if a guy says the exact same thing, he can put, he's maybe reasoned and, and thoughtful, right? And so there there is sexism in society, yes, yeah. but it's not necessarily how men are trained to hate women. Right. Right. Or at least not for, for what he's... Uh, well, yeah, but, I mean, he goes into the whole Elena Kagan, like... Actually, I just... I just when she was nominated, 
most uh, there were a lot of comments about her looks where you know okay when i don't know judge bork was nominated it was all just he has a funny sounding name nobody cared about how he looked no people actually cared about his decision making skills exactly so but there were so many so many comments about justice kagan about her looks that she was disgusting to look at and 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 there so there is something in our culture about focusing a lot more on women's looks than guys looks you well know, when, I, I, I'll, I'll disagree with that too because up until the Nixon Kennedy debates that wasn't an issue like for 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 presidential debates and suddenly that you saw Nixon Kennedy and Kennedy was this good-looking young guy and Nixon was this baggy-eyed old guy and mm-hmm. Kennedy uh, that was one of the swaying points and so you'll notice that mostly presidential candidates that win are good looking you know the good looking good tall hair. ones yeah exactly so so that has comes about by our predisposition just to i guess for trust. pretty people yeah for for pretty people and to trust them you know people who are authoritative and so again i th- i think he's he's drawing an incorrect conclusion for the reasons why well he i think we agree with that okay but continue well, I, I do think that women are seen much more, are judged more by their looks in our culture. You know, you've yeah. got the celebrity, the celebrity woman gains a f- 10 pounds, and it's all about she's this gross, fat pig, whatever. George Clooney gains 10 pounds, and he's still the sexiest man in America, or that kind of thing. So there is a double standard there. This guy, I... Right, I, but... This guy that isn't fight. how we are trained to hate women. No. We're okay. trained by our society to see women differently, yes. but not to hate them. Yeah. Okay. So, we, we yeah, this is that. where it's I, – I agree with some of his points from a general kind of bird's eye point of view of, yes, men and women are trained to see women much more for their physical looks than men right. in general. But the, the 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 reason why people hate Justice Kagan isn't just because she doesn't look like a supermodel. There's other baggage going along with that. But it comes out as a lot of physical comments more than it would against, say, Justice Roberts. Right. Well, it's it's far easier because the, the one thing about successful women is it's, it's often very hard to really critique them on anything else because they have to work so much harder to get to that position. So Kagan has to be very reasoned in her decisions. Right. So, so you can't you can't dispute her reasoning, so therefore you go after, you know, she doesn't wear enough makeup or whatever. Yeah. So she had to fight the sexism to get to that point right. in the first place, and that has to deal with a whole different kind of sexism. Well, yeah, because the, the, yeah. The, the problem with, with successful women is you can be pretty, but if you're too pretty, you'll never get that far. Right. Yeah. Except in entertainment is a different. I'm talking in the business world. It's yeah. very difficult to be a very a very beautiful woman and be highly successful, uh, and respected because you you're immediately thought that you've used you know your natural talents to get where you are rather than your other natural talents, right. which is the ones you actually use to get up to. The, the girl with her hair in a bun and the glasses on is much smarter than the. You know, the bimbo with the long flowing hair and no glasses. Right. 
you know, from every teen movie. I wouldn't have said yeah. Bimbo, but go ahead. Well, uh, speak, but no, no, speak, speaking of Bimbo, number three is really where I think he starts to go off the really go off the rails, and it's just what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> we think you're conspiring with our boners to ruin us. This is really where he gets very whiny, where he talks about all the all the cases you see of people caught for sex crimes, especially in public, are are virtually all guys. So the guy caught, you know, humping the pool jet or um, jerking off in a park bench yeah. or you know at his desk at work or basically more that's emailing around porn. <laughs> I was going to say. Because having lit candles and perfumed light bulbs and Sting playing in the office is usually not allowed. <laughs> not saying, every woman needs that to masturbate, but I get your point. Just make it a little So awesome. he talks a lot about that men just have an insatiable sex drive where we just can't wait those few hours to go home and jerk off in our privacy of our own bedroom. And that somehow we get men get mad and they get hate hating of the women because it's the women are causing our boners and so we hate women. And I I, I can't really explain his point of view because I don't get it quite as much. It's it's he he actually says the word you know we're acting like spoiled children and that's exactly what his complainy voice is doing yeah well he also he also says that we get we get mad at the girl showing the cleavage i don't get mad at the girl showing the cleavage whether it's a funeral or not uh, he's this guy has problems yeah i it, it is it, once you get to the second half of the article where we're where we are it's really starting to sound like he doth protest too much. Yeah. Like, he has got some issues, and he is angry about what he has dealt with. You know, okay, yeah, Muslim Muslim culture, at least the extremely conservative Muslim culture, wraps up women in layers and layers of cloth because they're the temptresses who are causing men to not think about God or something like that. Right. Well, that that is the extreme. That's one reason. The other reason that I heard from actually talking to a uh, a, a, a couple of <coughs> Muslim men is they're hiding them so that they aren't stolen by other men. Yeah. Well, that's still along the lines of men cannot control themselves around right. women, so they're going to either steal their other woman away and not care if they're already married, right. which doesn't say much about guys in the first place, <laughs> no. or you know, see a pretty woman and lose their mind and just rape her. And I've never been tempted to rape anybody. Just as pretty yeah. as anyone is, it I have a conscience. Well, it, well, and it's also a mischaracterization of what rape is. Rape is yeah. not about sex. It's about dominance and and uh, and hate towards women. It's not about oh she's so beautiful and she rejected me. It's about, it's, it's yeah. It's, it's not about yeah. getting off. It's yeah. it's getting it's, on. Yeah. So continue. So number two is just pure whininess. We feel like manhood was stolen from us at some point. So never thought that. Yeah. It's the 
you know, never felt emasculated. Things were used to be better when guys could just smoke and make their sexy jokes at the Mad Men office, and you know, we could, you know, put on a cape and be a ten year old and jump off the garage because that's what boys do, and you know, the women are just stopping us from being boys and being men. So that's why we hate women. <laughs> I, I there it's it's. I don't know. It's it's stupid. Yeah, yeah. I, I I don't really know how to explain much more beyond and, that. And number but... one follows exactly in that vein, actually, yeah. because is we feel powerless. I'm gonna say, you know, if my complaining that in the workplace you don't make crude jokes, I'm not making it because I'm uncomfortable. I'm making it because it's fucking not appropriate yeah so you know there's I, a professionalism thing I, I i once i worked with a company and half of the customer service department got fired all in one day because these guys were passing around porn images on their work email that's not woman's fault that's they weren't doing that because they hate women they're just fucking stupid and and that's not for work, and it has nothing to do with women controlling men at work to be fired for that. If you're an asshole and you're making sexist jokes and you're patting the secretary on the behind in unwanted behavior, that's just being an ass, and the, and culture moves on. Yeah. Our, our culture has changed to realize that it, it's not that men are being taken away their freedom it's say, it, their culture has changed in the last 50 years to say men women are not substandard to men and deserve the same exact rights as everybody else does and yes some old-timey conservative type people whine about that wanting to be the man of the house and you know. and have the woman standing there in her pretty starched dress holding a fucking vodka martini for him as the rack of lamb is being placed on the table and two beautiful little kids without a smudge on their face stand there waiting patiently with their hands folded at their sides. Which probably never existed anyway. That's just a lever to beaver fantasy. <laughs> but, but the other thing he says in the number one is that all of civilization was done to impress women. Like, all the skyscrapers made for you. Bullshit. There's uh, practical reasons to have a fucking skyscraper. Right. You in, imbecile. I, now, <laughs> granted, it's cracked, and it's supposed to be humor, but I, I really found not anything particularly Exactly. I, I did not find anything humorous in this. I found juvenile. Yeah. But it is cracked. Now, yeah. so, some of their stuff is quite humorous. Yeah, some think, and but. some of it is very... Um, commentary on our society and actually is kind of intelligently funny. Right. This was just, there was some, there's some basis to it in that, yes, our culture does lead us to treat men and women differently. And we're trying to get better about that. Even within the skeptical world, we still have things like elevator gate right. that happen that we need to work on and be better about as a community. But this guy just, I I wouldn't want him dating my daughter because, not that I have one, but he, he's he got a lot of issues. Well, it's 
one of these last lines that he makes is, we can put you under a burqa, we can force you out of the workplace, and it won't matter. You're still all we think about. First off, I think he got the wrong pronoun. It's, you're all, you are all still what I think about. Yeah. And that gives you power over me, and I resent you for it. Because he is speaking for men in general, which... He's trying to. He's trying to. <laughs> Not doing and it very successfully. I don't think that, you know, the guys that are trying to cure cancer, the 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 guys that are working in JPL, the ones that are working in CERN, they're not doing that to get fucking laid. They're not. Okay? Maybe the guy taking guitar in high school is trying to get laid, but, you know... People are just as much trying to impress other guys as they are other women. They want to be yeah. remembered in history of I did this, not that I did this and I got pussy. <laughs> because there, I mean, there are some guys. Wilt Chamberlain, prime example. Do we remember anything other than the fact that he what fucked hundreds of women? No, we don't. Everything that that goes back to Wilt Chamberlain is about how many women he betted. Same with um, the guy from Kiss. Everybody talks about how many women he slept with. Not, you know, his musical talent, which is debatable. Well, okay, but- rock and roll, uh, it's a- is, that's, that's different. A lot of the people go into bands to, to, to get late. Right, and Kiss wasn't good. And they were proudfully not very good. But... You know, and they I, put on a damn. They were show. theatrical, and they knew yeah. it, and that's they played to those exactly. strengths. Now, now we're we're talking about this this guy's misogyny and everything, or, or at least his his incorrect attitude. And yet, there's this app, uh, which you can download called Girls Around Me, um, and it's not just girls. Well, let, let's, let me back up again. I always <laughs> I always go far into this thing. So it's this app. Uh, on the iPhone, and I couldn't find it on Android, so unfortunately I couldn't, you know, check it out to creep people out. But what it does is it goes out and finds location tags uh, uh, from Facebook, and it used to be from Foursquare. Okay. So any, so whenever people you would check, checked in, if you checked in and you have a public profile. It'll find these people and con- uh, conglomerate them onto this app and show you where they are and then link to their Facebook pages. Now, it's not just for women. Uh, you can find guys and all, all kinds of different different tags of who they are, but specifically it's called Girls Around Me. Now, the, the thing is, that's kind of cool. And, and from a social perspective, you can find people who are, you know, you might be interested, but the whole point of this is to, to pick up people, specifically guys on picking up women, because the icons they use when the app starts up are girls, uh, strippers, silhouettes. Uh, silhouettes of strippers, okay. and so that's obviously sort of the mudflap girl. Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah, or the or the Bond girls actually. Most of these look like uh, screenshots from from the James Bond opening. Okay. Things. But yeah, so it it and it uh, takes all of the pertinent information that you might need to know about them so that you can pick them up, where they went to school, pictures, what they like to do, favorite books, all of that stuff, all their info, and then the links to their 
to their pictures that you can go go through. So the company that makes this is Stalkers R Us. Uh, well, it's it's I think it's a Russian company. You know, no, that's so Stalkers R Us. Right. In so, Russia, Facebook stalks you. Now, on one side, I like the idea, or I understand the idea of finding who's around you, you know, who's checked in, which is the whole point of Foursquare. Maybe has similar interests yeah. or something. Yeah, and so you can go up and talk to them. But this one, the way it's made is specifically... The way it's presented is so, extremely sexist? Uh, very much so. But again, if you're a guy, or if you're a girl trying to pick up a guy, you can change it to see the guys around you, which does the same thing. Which leads into go into your Facebook privacy and make sure that they can't do this. Yeah. Uh, Foursquare, I think it was. So it was Foursquare. Yeah, it is Foursquare. But the whole point point actually is that there are apps out there um, that allow, allow them to do this. And apparently it appears... That girls around me, because of this article in Cult of Mac, uh, has been pulled from the iOS store. Oh, okay. But I, I, I'm pretty sure I've heard that that there are others, other apps like this of yeah, find people. Isn't like Grinder? Yeah, there's a one? there's a whole there bunch a whole of... bunch of stuff like that of find people who are either straight or gay or in between who are around me yeah, who are and, open and in that for way, a hookup it's, or something it's, like that. It's, it, you know, it's you can find people. It's kind of like Meetup. You can find people of like mind, whatever. It, 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 but this one was just really creepy the way they went they went about it. So uh, another example of how maybe not men are in the modern world are trained to hate women, but are not trained to see women in the light that they probably should. Yes. As, they, they, well, there's a there's there's a problem problem with sexism and misogyny and male rights, male right. male privilege, which we are still seeing in society, especially yeah. as we've talked about in previous podcasts that we're not going to get into now. The uh, Republican uh, so-called war on women yeah. or you know fight against women. So been really so, good about that. I want that noted. Huh? <laughs> I've been really good about not bringing that up today. Yeah, well, I've got every, some rants. Every day there's something, yeah. there's something, there's something about new it. about that. Uh, so the, what, the, what you need to do is go into your Facebook privacy settings and just make sure that every like, – well, you should be doing this anyway. Don't make everything public. Don't make your pictures public because if if you are looking for a job – that anybody can go on and, and look look at your profile, and that's a, probably a good indication that you know something about technology and aren't stupid enough to <laughs> to show your your idiocy to the world. Um, just number one. But granted, I think most of our listeners right now are probably old enough to um, to do that. All right, so that's what I have to say about that. I agree, and the takeaway is essentially that. M- Sexism in our culture is more than just women getting paid, you know, cents on the dollar to guys. It's actually how people are being treated. Yeah, and we need it's to do better. Higher view viewpoint, but it's not as this as we started with with yeah. the cracked article. It's not with this. Hate. It's not that we hate, or it's not that guys hate. Of course, some guys hate women. Yes, some women hate men. You know, for and. Often, sometimes it's justifiable. Sometimes it's not. Whatever. You know what? I'm just going. I'm just. I'm just rambling. Little right off the rails there. Yeah. So anyway, 
There you go. Well, that brings maybe us maybe to ready. Please, <gasps> Dallas, Texas. No, lightning round. Lightning round. Lightning round. Lightning. Tornado round. Yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> given the weather we've had in the Texas for the last couple of weeks. Uh, yeah. We hope all our listeners out there are safe and sound. Yes. And we are not trying to be um, assholes by talking about the lightning round. It's just the usual segment for our show, which is came about because of... <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to bring it back around, Gary. Don't give me that face. Um that was just an impression. For, for our listening audience, Gary was giving him the what the fuck. He was giving me the David Silverman look. <laughs> yes, um, yes, I was, I was. So we we pass around stories back and forth all the time. We post a lot of the stuff to Facebook of stories that are interesting to us for the week. And so go like us our, on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash skepticwire. And which we just had to redesign because that stupid timeline implementation. Yay, more like MySpace. Yes. So, Skeptic wire sad. <laughs> since we have so many stories, we can't talk about all of them in our long format. So we do a lightning round, give ourselves 90 seconds each for two topics to just get as much as we can out there. Maybe a rant, maybe informational, and we go from there. So I think this week... We are going to start our lightning round with Donna. Yes, the New York State or the City of New York's Department of Education has made a new um, proclamation, a new suggestion that the city issued standardized tests need to have their vocabulary put in check. They well, are, they want to make sure that tests don't say shit, fucking cunt. Yeah, no, I wish those were the only words that they weren't looking to put in there. They're among yeah, the... Usually op- not in standardized tests. Yes. <laughs> not the good ones. The words that they are looking to remove are abuse, alcohol, birthday celebrations, bodily functions, cancer, catastrophe, celebrities, children dealing with ser- serious issues, cigarettes, computers in the home but acceptable in library or school situations. Crime, death, divorce, drugs. Yeah, you name it. Religion, religious holidays, rock and roll music, sex, slavery, terrorism, television, traumatic material, weapons, witchcraft, violence, war, bloodshed, pornography, poverty, politics. Like, seriously, where was pornography in our standardized tests? I want to see that test. Oh, yeah, mine, I, mine, I, mine had a had a, a URL at the bottom to adamandeve.com. <laughs> ah, got there, it in. There we go. You have 10 seconds. But yes, but this is actually just for the standardized test. It's not for actual schoolwork or homework or take-home tests or anything else. Ah. Just, oh, really? You forgot to mention evolution. Sorry. <laughs> because <laughs> that could really make somebody mad. I did say religious, so that's where they were. Well, evolution remi- is not religion. Religion is science. And, I'm sorry. But it's offensive. Evolution is science and but should be on a science standardized test. Yes. But it is offensive to creationists who are going to use the religious. Fuck them. Yes. Fuck okay. them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, fuck them is also not allowed on the yeah, standardized tests. Mm-hmm. Coitus! Coitus upon them! (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of coitus upon them... This would be coitus interruptus. 
Um, <laughs> ten years ago, thereabouts, uh, Andrea Yates was first convicted and then acquitted because she was just crazy. Of Bat crap crazy. Killing her five children in a bathtub. Now, um, there was a whole saga about was she insane? Was Should she just be convicted? But she's in a psychiatric hospital now. Apparently, her uh, defense attorney and the doctors at Carrieville State Hospital are looking to file a letter with the court to make sure that Andrea Yates can get out of the hospital for two hours a week. And do you know what they're trying to get permission for her to do? Get pregnant. No. Not go for vocational. Get pregnant with God. Not do, well, close. Not do public service or anything like that. They want to make sure that she can get out of the hospital two hours a, a week to go to church. And this shows the, the, the privilege and the, the exceptions that are accept, expected for something like going to church, where someone who killed her ch- children and is insane and isn't in, is been put away in a hospital, they think it's a good thing for her to come out and be in church. They're not going to say what church it is because probably well, no didn't one... Didn't her... Part of her insanity have to deal with church and how she thought that her kids were inhabited by a fucking devil and shit yeah, like that? Yeah, but that was just postpartum depression and depression and bipolarism and manic depression. And schizophrenia and all of that jazz. And all the religion talk made it easier for her to believe in yeah. in... Her delusion. So yes, so yes, let's keep perpetuating that delusion. Yeah. So no, no, she'll just go to the one where God is good. It'll be fine. Yeah, just kind of makes me (laughs) sick that the kind of privilege that is expected for religion and religious services, as if you know, going to school. As if she can tithe. Yeah. I mean, mean, (laughs) what if what if she would she be let out to go to school? No, probably not. Yeah. But churches? Oh, well, church is good for everyone. Church, yeah, education, not good. Church, But good. I rant on too much because now it is Gary's turn. Yes. We, um... Skeptical yes. Hour was yes, sent a link by uh, Mike or Misha Bostick uh, called DownloadTheUniverse.com and I thought this was a fantastic link. What it is... Is it linked science... very well to the story. It was a fantastic link. Yes, uh, it, it was. It, it is a site that reviews science ebooks, and many of these ebooks are free. So these are people who either can't get a book deal or don't want to go through the traditional book because they have an idea that they want to get out, and so they're printing them themselves, or sorry, not printing, publishing themselves, and then putting them up online that, that you can download. And this, if you read Slashdot or Reddit or um, or Tech News or, or any of those places, this is kind of where we appear to be going as a society. That's why we've got the ebook readers and everything. Uh, so people who love what they do, which is why musicians are giving away their music, you know, to and providing more... more um, uh, generate uh, more publicity well more publicity but but they're but they're they're giving more value for that so if you buy the cd or whatever uh you get more out of it you get right. you know like a nice package well that's what these guys are doing they've got a really good idea they've they're working hard on it and they are one second no 10 okay um and and they are giving you know giving their stuff away yeah, for a donation so if you like this stuff 
donate to it. So downloadtheuniverse.com. There will be a link. Very exciting. Yes, and I apologize for missing you out on the timer there. I nah, kind of spaced okay. because your voice was just so beautiful. Mellifluous. <coughs> that was mellifluous. Longitudinal. <laughs> All right, so Donna, why don't you regale us with another story? One of the things that has come up in recent years is ads before you get the previews in movies. Well, apparently the DFW Corps, which stands for the Dallas-Fort Worth Area Coalition of Reason, went to put up ads at a local theater, you know, prior to the previews. And guess what? The movie theater said, no, we ain't going to have any of that. It's too controversial. There could be riots. And it wasn't, God sucks, Jesus should blow me. It says, what makes our families beyond belief? Find out at DFW dot dfwcord.org nice nice family picture you know, i mean it, it's nice it's it's evil it's atheism yes it's reason um basically the they had agreed with a third party company in new york the coalition of reason agreed with a third party in new york basically was handling the order um they revamped it to t- to tone down uh, the, I guess the original message actually was talking about, you know, evil God or something, but still they won't run it. Even when it's just nice and sweet. I think I, I saw an update today on Facebook. Someone posted that they've actually changed their mind and they will publish it. You know, we should, we should go in there with laser pointers with a, with a template over it that says atheism and just like (laughs) shine it up on the, on the screen. No, that would make, make us dicks. No, no, during not not during the movie, just just well, during even the, over other people's advertisements. I mean, who wants? It, okay, popcorn. Hey, oh. come buy our eight eight dollar and fifty cent giant popcorn. Okay, I I do get your point in that a lot of times you'll have or the Church be, of Christ. There'll be ten minutes of commercials, and you're sitting in the theater for. 15, 20 minutes, right. and they show the same commercials over oh, right, again. Right, right. The same stupid quiz that's, of course, it's George Clooney, you know, in Reindeer Games <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> that was Ben Affleck. Oh, whatever. Okay, if you're going to start spouting off movie trivia, at least spout it right. Yeah, I've, I've kind of spaced on the timer there again. Yeah, so. wow. I will. All right, I'm, I'm pressing timer now. That, d- come on. Now, okay. Who's going? You. Mine. Um, So, Arizona has been kind of wacky lately in some of their laws. No! In immigration, in women's health, and all sorts of stuff. Um, Arizona House Bill 2549 has passed both houses last, last, last week and is waiting signature by the governor. Jan Brewer. Yes, and uh, a significant chunk of the law... It reads as such. It is unlawful for any person with intent to terrify, intimidate, threaten, harass, annoy, or offend to use any electronic or digital device and use any obscene, lewd, or profane language or suggest any lewd or lascivious lascivious act or threaten to inflict physical harm to the person or property of any person. Fuck you, Arizona. That is a really, really broad, so broadly written saying, act. So, we're, so, so what? We're only allowed to post pictures of our 
cats now? Yeah, it's so it's it's you can't. I mean, trolls on the internet are annoying, but they would make that illegal. It would make anybody questioning religion illegal because that is profane, right? So uh, and, and just but they said annoying. Yeah. So I, mean, shit, I post a lot of annoying things. It goes back to the idea. No, actually, I don't of, think that you do. I like your morning posts. It goes kind of back to the idea of you have the right. You know, you don't have the right not to be offended. Yeah. Well, okay. It's supposed to be oh, anti-bullying. We're, we're taking a mulligan on this. It's supposed to be anti-bullying, but it's just saying you can't be. You can't criticize anybody. Right. You know? Yeah. Like so, if if you are arguing with someone about religion or the the place of religion in politics or the place of religion in in public life or in the government, uh, you immediately go up against that law. Right. Yeah. Well, it's basically if it offends you. So if you post a cute picture about kittens and I'm suddenly offended by kittens because I'm, I'm a dog to person. Yeah, exactly. I can understand the first part where it's talking about intent to terrify or intimidate or threaten. Sure, but, but that's it, already illegal. Yes, but then it goes off into offending or use or using or talking about lewd acts is like the entirety of adamandeve.com is one talk about lewd acts. Right, and so is 90% of the internet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, er, congratulations Arizona, you have not only outlawed trolls, but you have outlawed the internet. Right. Now, funny enough, this will lead into mine, is talking about lewd acts, and uh, I, did they mention pornography in there? Just obscene. Obscene. Obscene okay. and lascivious. Now, here's, lascivious. here's something that's obscene and lascivious uh, in some ways, and we're going to go along on this because it's, it is a difficult Well, topic. it involves strip searches, so. Yes. Hey, does, I'm up for that. Which is lewd and obscene. Uh, the Third Court of Appeals, Third, third Circuit... United States Court of Appeals, I didn't hear you. I don't remember. Um, has it's been 30 seconds. upheld a ruling that is basically overturning uh, about 30 years of precedence uh, concerning what can and cannot happen uh, when you have been arrested. Uh, so they have, there was, oh, curse of luck. Uh, someone was picked up for speeding. Uh, he had warrants against his arrest. He claims that he paid uh, them, but they arrested him anyway because they can't prove it. And so in jail, they gave him, they did him a strict search. They didn't do cavity searches, although he had, I mean, like, like going, you know, but he had to, you know, uh, show his scrotum and pull that up and show inside of his mouth. He had to strip, and then he had to shower in front of these people. Uh, when I say these people, I mean... Uh, Court officers. Officers, yeah, officers of the law in, right. in jail, jailers. Um, and he had to do that twice because they had to do it at the county jail, and then when he got to uh, or the local jail and got to the county jail, he had to do the same thing again, right? So he said that is a violation of his Fourth Amendment right, which is uh, unlawful search and seizure. Now, without, without cause. Without, just... without, without probable cause, right. Yeah. So the, the people who were being sued are saying that they do this for everybody. So they're not treating anybody any differently. And the reason that they are doing the strip searches is that it's possible that someone who has been arrested is bringing contraband into the jail cells and then passing it on, regardless of what it is, whether it's drugs or whatever. Okay, but they're, so, they're saying anybody and everybody that gets arrested has to go through these procedures because they could possibly be doing other criminal acts. They may have gone out and purposely got arrested to try and get contraband into the jail system. 
<laughs> now, according to a lot of reviews, uh, this is not the case. And in fact, the people who were being sued who were uh, had no data to prove or show that any of this was happening. But there is data to show that most of the contraband getting into the the jails are actually by corrupt officials and by visitors to the jails, not right. by people getting arrested and passing it through that way. It's like all the people complaining about voter fraud and needing voter ID laws when there's actually very little there's very little voter fraud, and it's not really a problem. It is not. Right. So it it's legislating not. against you, something that is not. That is it, not a problem. Yeah. All it is is fear-mongering. And so now the the Supreme Court, in a 5-4 to four decision, uh, has said that it is perfectly acceptable to be strip-searched for any offense that you are arrested that puts you into the, into the jail system. So you could be drunk and disorderly. You don't have to have probable cause to search you. Okay, They can just bring you in. You could say a bad word that somebody sent, thought was offensive or mouthed off to the cop and he got mad at you or he's in the bad or you got pulled over for speeding or for not using your left turn signal. So any point that the cop stops you and decides that you need and to be arrested. You are guilty before being proven innocent. Okay. Now I understand a little bit that you want to make sure that the people in the cells are are safe from each other because you may have some guy who made the left hand turn uh, with some guy who's maybe violent, armed, but you don't robbery. know. But well, you're probably not going to put an armed robbery suspect in a holding cell with you know with a drunk necessarily right right but, but you might up. because it's a for-profit institution now <laughs> and uh it's yeah actually but yeah i know that's would. that's that's a, a whole other kettle of fish yeah uh so tw so 25 or 30 years of jurisprudence giving jailers the unfettered right to conduct mandatory routine suspicionless body cavity searches on any citizen who may be arrested for minor offenses such as violating a leash law or a traffic code and who pose no credible risk for smuggling contraband into the jail. That is based, That was the dissenting opinion. This is what we have done. Um and there's and yeah, I love it because it's like you said it's uh, using a, a logical error, logical fallacy. The cum hoc ergo propter hoc uh, happenstance implies con causation. But the fact is that the people who were being sued showed no evidence that this was happening. <clears throat> so welcome, I'm afraid, to um, a much better United States. Well, said, it's 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 not just that it overturns 30 years, it's 230 years. Yeah. It, well, it violates the Constitution. Yeah. Uh, a little bit of freedom given up for a very, very minute amount of questionable safety. As you can tell, and, I'm a little bit upset about this. And those that would give up freedom for security deserve neither. Yeah. And uh, I can't remember. I think it was at the American Atheist Convention last week. Um, there was some discussion of some of the legal issues that have come through, either through lawsuits brought about by American Atheists or other organizations, like the Crosses case out in Utah, and all that sort of thing, that the Supreme Court of the United States is a very important body of people that you really have to pay attention to in presidential election years mm -hmm. of 
yes, the president, you know, okay, maybe people didn't like George W. Bush, but he's only in there for eight years, and there's a lot more checks and balances against this, except for this last arbiter of the law, the Supreme Court of the United States. These nine people who are in for life or in however long they want to stay in in the court, they're deciding future law. Mm-hmm. And it is really important to think when you are voting for president, who would this person put in the Supreme Court? Yes. And we're not going to yeah. tell you who to vote for. We're not even a 401c organization, but that is a really important thing to think about when you're voting. Yeah. Well, especially and this also, next this the next election, because there are people uh, in the Supreme Court, there's at least one who will probably retire in the, in the next, next four, four years. years. In addition, though, also remember that not only Supreme Court justices are can be mercurial folk. Um, sure, they're human. Right. Um, the prime example was the deciding of um, eminent domain, where everybody was certain that the ability for the government to basically revoke somebody's house due to a development project was going to be struck down and struck down heartily by the administration, by the by the court system. And the court system actually went with eminent domain and said, government's got the right. That was a, I mean, it was a it was a huge surprise. Yeah. Considering at the time the court's makeup. Yeah. So now that we've brought you down, uh, yay, squirrels, squirrels. Do we have squirrels. any? Do we have any happy news? Happy news. Oh well, next 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 week is our one year anniversary. We'll yeah. try and make it a happy one. Uh, I don't know that we're necessarily doing anything particularly special. I mean, we're not going to have like a year in review or outtakes or anything like that. You know why? Because I'm too damn lazy. But if you want to post to our Facebook page your favorite memories of this year of podcasting as we go into our second year of podcasting, go on over to facebook.com slash skepticwire, like us, and tell us what you have liked in the last year. Yeah, and uh, go on iTunes. iTunes is good. Leave a review on iTunes. That would be nice. Follow us at The Skeptic Wire on Twitter. 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 Well, at least you didn't go for the other vowels. Twatter. All right. <laughs> there Twitter, twatter. Twitter. <laughs> All right. So thank you so much for joining us. Uh, you know, I really don't want to end on a downer here. Well, actually won't because we'll have happiness and laughter at the end of the thing. Yeah. So, so listen all the way through. Yes, through listen. the music for whatever our you, illustrious you know what? editor. Don't tell our listeners what to do. They can do whatever the fuck they want. They can listen to us at double speed and make us sound like chipmunks. It's no. their right to do whatever they want. No, no, this is this is our podcast. No, this is my podcast. They will listen to it at the appropriate volume and the appropriate speed, and they will like it. Wow. I think yeah. I think Gary's getting delusions of grandeur. I was about he? to say I think power has gone to Gary's head. Or next time, I just may insert silence into the middle of the podcast. Yeah, all that power's gone. Like you to haven't it. done that before. <laughs> Yeah, on purpose. All, all the power's <laughs> gone to his head, and look what happened to his hair. Yeah, I know. Hey, actually, you know what I'm going to do? I'll, I'm just going to go through, and I'm going to do it like a stutter effect. So, like, half of every single word that we say is going to be cut off. Okay, you're not getting any sleep I've turned, then. I've turned, I've turned evil. I've turned You've evil. turned evil? <laughs> I have not been evil. Mostly. You've been malicious, but not necessarily evil. Yeah. 
It's, I'm, I am hurt. Good. Oh, wait. You know, I'm I'd, rather, I'd rather be evil. I'd rather be evil than malicious. Evil is so much easier. Yeah. And they have cookies. Generally speaking, they do. Evil cookies. Mmm, I'm hungry now. Damn it. <laughs> now, on that note, we will say goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> The Skeptic Wire podcast theme music is by Oscar Lawn with guest mandolin by Greg Perrine. If you've enjoyed listening to The Skeptic Wire, leave a review on iTunes or leave us a voice message via the Podposted app for iPhone. Friend us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at The Skeptic Wire. Follow our blog at skepticwire.blogspot.com or send us an email skepticwire at gmail.com. You've been listening to The Skeptic Wire. What do you think, punk? Are you feeling lucky? <laughs> the audio on this podcast is going to be wonderful. You're thinking to yourself, did he press record once or did he press record twice? <laughs> to be honest, in all the excitement, I don't know. <laughs> well, you have the little blinking button in front of you, don't you? Oh, well, yeah, actually, I know. And in fact, I wasn't excited. I'm not excited right now. Hello. <laughs> hey. hey! Let's try it again. Yeah, Oreos. me too. Oreos sound really good right now. They do. I'm really trying not to eat a lot of food and chocolate now. I'd like yeah. to not be the fat. You know what? You almost I don't, got me today. I don't want to be another fat guy at Tam. So <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be able to lose a lot of weight by Tam. But I just I want to be. Maybe maybe I won't get sick at Tam this year if I actually exercise and eat well and stay up until three in the morning and maybe I won't get sick. There you go. Yes. Healthy healthy bodies. Healthy bodies, healthy minds. I think I think there's a book called that. You know what? I, I don't know anything about it. And and the important thing is there's a perfect resource for me to get healthy. It's called naturalnews.com. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say adamandeve.com because we yeah. haven't really pinned that out of those today. cancerous growths. No, no. You know what's been getting me this week, though? Because I've been... Uh, You've been masturbating me- furiously? Yes. Yes. And, and, uh, and besides working out that way... Uh, me and the girlfriend have been working out uh, by actually going to doing CrossFit. Is which that is, CrossFit code for something? No, it's uh, not. It's it's a it's a full body workout. Is it about that, like the P ninety X? It's similar to that. Okay. It's they, you do different things. Different. They have different workouts of the day that last an entire hour. Right. Sounds sexy. Yeah. Um, so we've been doing that, and so this week, uh, so far, I've been craving Papa John's, craving it, and they keep on because. <gasps> And they those those bitches will e- email bomb you. Oh man, you can. I mean, Mondays, Mondays, nine dollar pizza. I'm like three toppings. <laughs> Hell yeah! Today, twenty five percent off. I don't mean to be pimping Papa John's, but those fuckers are seriously trying to ruin my very healthy eating this past two weeks. Damn it! <laughs> now, on that note, we will say goodbye. goodbye. <laughs>